and we get off the plane. Like we land, I turn my phone off of airplane mode and I have a voicemail from a detective. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope that uh, you had a great long weekend, and uh, hopefully temperatures are cooling down for you. Certainly not for me, but uh, whatever. One day it'll be nice. I just want sweater weather. That's all I want more than anything. But I'm going to shut the fuck up because I live in L.A. and no one wants to hear me complain about weather. Um, we have a bit of a complaint session today, and I mean that in the best way. It is certainly deserved. A um, bit of a grind my gears episode um, with Katie Kay, who is a comedian and podcaster. But uh, to pay the bills, she manages apartment buildings. And good Lord, I've never talked with anybody who's done that before. And she very funnily, funnily? funny humorously she humorously uh describes the day-to-day grind of that job she manages multiple buildings um one in particular incident involved uh her getting multiple calls from detectives on the one trip that she ever took away from all of her responsibilities and uh it's pretty crazy know who you're working with that would be the takeaway from that uh specific episode but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Again, I'd never talked to anybody who did that before, so it was fun to, uh, to learn something new and um, appreciate my landlord a little more. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please give me that five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're called now. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Um, thank you to Black Veil Brides Girl 90 for the very nice... Uh, Apple Podcast review. Again, it just makes me feel good to know that people are listening and appreciate it enough to write a few sentences. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, as always, you can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. If you like what I'm doing, you can uh, throw a few few bucks my way each month. It's greatly appreciated. If not, just keep on listening and and write that review. That's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Katie Kay. Yeah, so I was really excited to have you on because I saw you do stand up a couple weeks ago at uh, our friend Len's show. And I was uh, really excited. I've never talked with anybody who manages apartment buildings. Yes. Um, So... I'm excited to jump right into this. I will say it's funny uh, on this subject. So I got a call maybe 15 minutes before you got here. Uh, my phone number is still attached to the buzzer of an apartment I lived at two and a half years ago. <gasps> oh my god, that's so appropriate for this day, right? So did and, they? And, and, and my buzzer that I currently have doesn't work in this building. So, so do you still buzz people in for your old building? Yes. Well, they call. So what happens is they call or they hit the thing and then it just calls me and then they just say, hi, can I get in? 
And you're and just then, like, oh, I, fine. Yeah, and I don't even know how to do it because they, they, they finally installed my number probably two months before I moved out. So I think it's star nine <laughs> if you if, if you want to try that out. <laughs> if you want me to help you. Thank you. But yeah. it's so ridiculous. It's not that hard. Honestly, when I got my buildings, I had no idea how to program numbers into the call box. But all I did was YouTube it. And I figured it out. <laughs> I mean, it's just the level of incompetence that I've dealt with in my life. Yeah. Dealing with, with managers is astounding. So I'm very excited to hear things from your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Who seems to be a competent person who does their job. Thank you so much. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how did you get into this line of work? So basically, I mean, I have been doing stand-up for quite a few years in L.A., quite a few, five years in L.A. Great. And I, like everyone, got super sick of throwing money down a black hole by paying rent. No offense. No. Um, and I just was like, there's got to be some way to cheat the system. And I was working on a web series, and one of the guys uh, who we shot in his apartment, I saw, like, these binders of, like, each building he managed, and I was like, wait, <laughs> I, what? And then, because this guy was a little bit of a dumbass, <laughs> and I was like, if he can do this, I can do this. Definitely. But then, so then it just kind of, I started thinking about it and saying it, and then I started looking on Craigslist for job listings, mm -hmm. and a lot of them you have to have, like, three years experience of, like, real estate or something like that, or just already apartment managing for a company, um, or you have to be bilingual, for a lot of them, that was like a prerequisite. So I applied, but no one really got back to me. And then after a few months, I there was one listing that basically said, it said, must speak English and have common sense. Boom. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it said, uh, primarily looking for couples. Um, and at that point, my boyfriend and I had just moved in together and we had opposite schedules. So it was perfect. Yeah. So I uh, applied and we went on four interviews and <laughs> it was basically just like the same interview over and over again. Sure. Um, and we finally got the job and moved into a building in Van Nuys that was like super rough. Yeah. And like half the building wasn't paying their rent on time. And it was kind of traumatic, but I realized like I'm, I'm not someone that lets people walk all over me. Mm -hmm. And so I got in f not fights, but like confrontations with like people twice my age, like men with families. And I was like, there's no excuse. You're stealing. You're living here for free. Right. Like, and I <laughs> evicted someone in my first two months. Like I was like, I turned shit around so because I could handle that building, we ended up getting, we didn't know this was an option at the time. And I was like crying every day. Like, why did we do this? We got promoted to a building in Sherman Oaks. Oh, because they were nice. like, you turned around the rough building. Like, so we got moved to that one. And then since then in the past, like two years, we've, uh, taken on four other buildings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which saying that now, does she hate herself? Yes. <laughs> Does she regret almost everything daily? <laughs> is my bank account better for it? Yes. There it is. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be, the, I guess, the, the, the one clear advantage mm -hmm. and benefit. Um, 
And are you living in places that like you maybe would have had a hard time affording otherwise? Definitely. So you're kind of living the life too. Totally. Like I, yeah, our apartment is a one bedroom, two bathroom loft with a loft and a rooftop patio. Like we would never, ever have paid for this unit if we weren't doing the management thing. Yeah. Um, But people say like, so I didn't realize it that I, I didn't like saying it like this until like a year in, I realized it started bothering me when people would be like, but you get free rent. And I'd be like, it's not free. (laughs) It's at the cost of my soul, (laughs) you know? So it's not like, yeah. No, (sighs) I get it. I get it. So when you first started, (laughs) um, that had to be, you know, you were talking about like not getting in fights, but confrontations with people. They yeah. had to see, they probably looked at you and thought, oh, I can walk all over her. Yeah. And not that you look like somebody that could just be walked all over. But, but I get what you mean. All of my landlords have been like crusty old men. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Or just like a clueless old Asian woman. No, for sure. Who just pretended sure. not to speak English. But I knew she could. That's convenient for it her. It really was. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I like your game. I respect your game. But it's really infuriating me because I just need to get this light changed. Convenient, like, <laughs> no hablo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, were you mindful of that initially? Like, did you kind of, it's almost like a, a new teacher at the beginning of a school year where you totally. got to like, make an example, you know? And, like, yeah, people tried to take advantage because the guy before me was so negligent that he didn't keep records. So because of that, they tried to take advantage of me and say, oh, I prepaid or like, oh, nice. I did this. And I was and I was didn't actually have a record at the time. Yeah. So then I had to go to the office and like go through literal like file cabinets like they're so stuck in like prehistoric times. <laughs> so yes, they totally tried to take advantage of me at first, but because I kept kind of like laying down the law, they were like, Oh shit. Like we can't really get away with anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm empathetic. If people are kind and like have a basis of logic and like communicate respectfully instead of yelling at me, sure. I'll move mountains for people. Like I got someone, a brand new air conditioner unit like central AC unit that's like $5,000 installed in like three days last summer because it was so hot and they were just like nice people. Sure. Like (laughs) things get done. It's just, if you're a fucking dickhead, I probably should have asked you if swearing was okay. Okay, cool. Cause I swear a lot. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) So yeah, if you're a dickhead, I'll put you back in your place and then fix your toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So was it in this first building that uh, today's grand story takes place? No. No. Okay. So it's in a North... I manage one in North Hollywood. Okay. And it's three bedroom, three bathroom units. And they're essentially like condos and they're $4,000 a month. And there's 14 units. Okay. Okay. So it's the bougiest building I manage (laughs) and some shit went down. Okay. What happened? So I never go out of town because I manage five buildings, (laughs) but we wanted to take one vacation finally, but we didn't want to tell my boss necessarily because at the time we only had two buildings and it's weird how you can really do it remotely. It's a lot of just email and calling and scheduling people. Yeah. You don't really have like if maintenance goes to someone's unit, 
and their home to let them in and supervise them. I don't have to be there standing there like, great job, everyone. Like, as long as I schedule it and get stuff done and get the rent in, like the beginning of the month, I definitely have to go collect all the rent and stuff. But I can mostly do it from email and phone calls. So we scheduled a five-day trip to Austin, Texas on July 4th week. Okay. And I put up notices to everyone saying I'd be out of town, but I'm still reachable. Mm -hmm. So like... You can call me or text me in an emergency and we get off the plane. Like we land, I turn my phone off of airplane mode and I have a voicemail from a detective. And I first thought it was one of those scams because I was like that. My first thought is this is not real. Sure. Like why is a detective leaving me a voicemail? Right. I've done but nothing. But then he texted me and was like, I really need you to call me back. This is Detective Sanchez. And I'm at, and then he put the address um, of the building in North Hollywood and oh. was like, I'm at this building. I've been told you manage this building. Like, I need you to call me back. And I was like, so I'm standing in the, like the terminal <laughs> at the Dallas Fort Worth, like airport <laughs> calling a detective back 13 seconds into your vacation. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really bad because it feels like I need to be in LA for this. And he tells me that there was an attempted carjacking at my building and that someone held, so someone held a resident at gunpoint, got them out of their car when they parked in the garage. And then there's a metal, like a industrial gate Mm -hmm. for the garage that, uh, moves from left to right. So it's not like an up and down garage door. It's a left to right gotcha. garage gate. Mm-hmm. And they drove the car into the gate aggressively multiple times as to bend it outwards the wrong direction. Ugh. And then they tried to ram three cop cars. So they drove out the cops and tried to run them down. To which the cops responded with, they shot beanbag rounds at him, but he didn't know they were beanbag rounds, obviously. Um, And then because they had trapped him in with the cop cars and he rammed a gate and the cop cars and like they had all these guns drawn, then they like apprehended him at that point and took him to jail. Mm -hmm. And the guy, so the detective was like, yeah, so we have him in custody and he's being charged with seven felonies. Um, but we really need the security camera footage from your building. Like, cause we have cameras everywhere. Right. We, he's like, we need the ones from the outside. We need the ones from the front door. We need the garage ones, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, fun, fun story. I'm not there right now. Um, and then I was like, is there any way like I'm the only one with the key to the security camera room to like download it onto a flash drive or whatever, which is already hard for me. Like I'm not good at flash drive things. Sure. So I was like, why am I the person that (laughs) that's responsible for this right now? Like I thought I just needed common sense and to speak English. Like this is the above and beyond. (laughs) So he says, well, the cops are all wearing body cams. So technically just like keep him in custody. We can use that for now. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. Actually. I was like thinking I was going to have to just get right back on a plane. So he was like, it's fine. Actually, if you get it to me by like this coming Monday. And I was like, okay, perfect. I promise. Like as soon as I get back, I'll do that. But then I'm having to realize that I have to tell my boss 
that you were gone. Yeah. Well, the, I didn't know. So oh, I no. didn't end okay. up doing that. So I call my boss from the airport and I tell him what happened and all the while pretending I'm in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> and I just was like, Hey, this cop called me like, this is what happened. I didn't, I just told him like, Oh, I set up an appointment with him to give him the security camera footage. I just didn't tell him when. Yeah. And I telling him what happened. So he's mostly concerned with the fact that the residents are all going to be freaking the fuck out. Understandably. Yes. One of our residents was held at gunpoint and his car was used to ram a metal gate. Also the metal gate is totally fucked. And what do we do about the gate? Cause mm-hmm. now like the building's not secure. And also the gate is like majorly fucked up. And like, so <laughs> he was just like, holy shit. Like there's a lot to deal with. <laughs> so I'm dealing with all of this from Austin and I'm on the phone and I call like people to get a quote to like rebuild this metal gate. It's like fused. It's welded together. Like this is a, like, the most expensive building we have. So they're giving us quotes for like $40,000 to fix this. But then my boss is like, well, I have to get in touch with like our insurance for the building. Right. And then luckily we had signs up in the garage, like anything that goes wrong, like, or is stolen or damaged is not our fault. Mm -hmm. Think everywhere in LA should have that. Yes. So, and then the guy who got carjacked went through his insurance But then I had a ton of like freaked out residents calling me like manically, like all of them. And so I had to calm down like 70 people. (laughs) So they're all still at the airport. Yeah. I was like copy and pasting like he's in custody. Like we're dealing with the fallout from this. Like, but it's currently safe. Like he's not out in the wild, like running around with a gun. Ready to come back with a vengeance. So I'm calming down everyone dealing with the gate thing. It kind of like quiets down for a couple of days because there's people coming out to check the gate and stuff, but there's nothing like happening 24 seven. Yeah. The gates just open, but it's like everyone in LA street parks anyways. Like it's not really any different. Also, you can follow someone into a gate if you really want to. Like it's, it's the illusion of right. security, you know? Yeah. So, I get back to LA and I go try to get all this security camera footage. And like, it's really blurry on like the monitors in this dark room of like whatever. So I just put it all on this flash drive and I bring it home and I put it on, I upload it onto the computer cause I was going to just do keep it for and give it to my boss and like a Google drive link, right. like blah, blah, blah. So I'm going through this footage and I'm like scrolling, like scrubbing through and like seeing it go down. And I was like, oh shit. And like at one point before the cops even get there and before the carjacking has happened, like you see this guy with like a bandana hanging over his face kind of. And he has like an axe and he's trying to get in the front door. He has an axe. So he's hitting the front knob like with an axe and trying to get in and like trying to break the front door. We got the front door fixed too, but cause there's a code to get in or a key, but he like had an axe and he was hitting it. <laughs> Paul Bunyan over here. Then you see someone from Postmates go in and he followed them in. Oh. Like the guy held the door open for this guy in with a bandana. 
I he had it like hit like kind of behind his leg. <laughs> you seem like a nice cheery individual. I know. So that just like I mean though, if you're really gonna follow someone in a building, you're gonna follow Postmates oh, in, definitely. and like that's everywhere. So delivery people don't give a shit. So the, he, that's how he got in, and then he took the elevator down to the garage, and then he hid behind like someone's car. Someone else, like he physically hid beside someone else's car and then someone pulled in and that's when he like told him the tried to carjack our resident. So I start like zooming in and I literally, I like break out into hives every time I think about this. I turned beet red. I started sweating and I was like, holy fucking shit. That's Freddie. That's Freddie. And Freddie is the maintenance guy I worked with every fucking day of this job for like two years. Holy shit. The maintenance guy. The maintenance guy. That's like, like this a Scooby-Doo is a, thing. Yeah, this is like totally <laughs> a soap opera Scooby-Doo moment. I'm freaking out. I show my boyfriend. I was like, am I crazy? That's him. No, isn't that him? Because he was like trying to disguise himself, but it was undeniably him. And so I call my boss. And also the, um, the cop had given me the name of the person, but Freddie is technically was his middle name so i didn't put the two together and i never really knew his last name not to be offensive but like he didn't know my last name like he's freddie i'm katie that's That's it so he had told me like his first and last name he didn't tell me his middle name and i was like oh my fucking god so i call my boss and i'm freaking out and i'm sweating and I was like, I have to tell you something like I just saw the footage for the first time and uh, it's Freddie that did this. And he was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, this sounds like something that happened a few years ago. What? And I was like, <laughs> I was like what the fuck? (laughs) That's not the reaction you should have. And also what should I have known about that happened a few years ago? And he's like, cause also it didn't make sense. Why? Cause Freddie has, first of all, he has master keys to every building. Mm -hmm. He has the codes to every building. He has garage clickers to every building for the whole company. And I was like, so why did he try to hit it with an axe? Why didn't he just use his key or the code or the clicker? Why? Like, why didn't he just go in? Right. What's going on? Apparently, Freddie has a meth problem. And when you're on meth, you hallucinate and forget all of your logic. And he forgot, like, the code. And uh, so I found out later from the detective that he was hallucinating and thought that someone in the building was holding his wife hostage. Oh my God. Like in his head, that was the reality. And he was like trying to like get out and save her or something who fucking knows. (sighs) But my boss said, well, a few years ago, Freddie used to manage the building that you started at in Van Nuys. Mm -hmm. So the rough one. Yes. Except that Freddie tried to burn it down. And he still had a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy 
So he tried to burn it down because he was like having a meth thing. Right. His wife was Some, in trouble there was happening. too. Yeah. So he was like trying to set it on fire and the cops came and he tried to escape out of his second story balcony holding his little dog. And so they tased him and then they took him to jail for three years. And then when he got out, they rehired him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm all for giving people second chances, but not in this case. Not in and this not case. Not in that capacity. So, like you said, he still had a job, which means I'll never get fired. I immediately no. felt so good about going to Austin and not telling them. And I was like, who cares? I look like a saint. I'm a saint. <laughs> if nothing else, this this whole scenario gave you amazing job security. You're like, totally. oh, I'm never going to totally. be fired. <laughs> yeah, and it was just so bizarre. And I was like, and so I got kind of mad on the phone and I was like, I think this is information I should have been given that I'm working day to day with a felon. And like, even, even if, because like he was super nice and I was very surprised because he was like such a good guy. But obviously on meth, like you're a completely different person. Like, aren't we all just one meth night away? Like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I was really surprised. And like, I get that he was he's like a good guy in his heart, maybe, but he has fucking issues. And so I was like, you should have disclosed this information to me just in case. And also maybe not give him fucking keys to every building. Yeah. That's the big one here. You know, yeah. maybe limited responsibilities. Yeah. Or just don't hire him again. Totally. <laughs> that's really, there, we went wrong at so many different <laughs> ways. And my, so my boss was like, my wife was right. She called it. Like she told me not to hire him again, but I was, you know, I had, cause they had like his brother works there too. And like, so it was like a family tie or whatever. And so he was like, we just wanted, no one else would hire him out of prison type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't want this to happen. Uh, so he's definitely for sure still in jail. Uh, uh I don't know whatever happened with the, like how long, mm -hmm. but it's like strike two. So <laughs> I assume a while. I would hope this gentleman doesn't get a strike three. I mean, I think, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and seven felonies, like in one in in one night is like a, for sure a big deal. Yeah. Because it was a it was technically attempted homicide on the if because he tried he drove the car at them yeah he was like technically could have killed one of them with his car so mm -hmm. like he was yeah so that's definitely part of it that he's oh being charged God. with all that so Has, did you have to like were you involved in the trial at all uh they sent me something saying i might be called to the stand but because i wasn't physically there they ended up not calling sure. me yeah but i mean also i like i think it would have been a thing where they had me like vouch for his character almost because the only part of it that i was present for was the part where he wasn't on math right and it's just insane so we ended up obviously getting the building all fixed and uh <laughs> like the gate fixed and everything and the residents are all okay. But now it's like this thing that's gone down in history. And so anytime something happens, like a month after that, uh, they all have rooftop patios mm -hmm. and there was, a, there was like a patio umbrella, like a big umbrella. 
And it was during like a really windy week, like so windy, like my stuff blew over and I'm in Sherman Oaks, like, and we have a small patio. So a resident called me freaking out at like two in the morning because they thought that someone was on their patio, but really the wind had blown their big patio umbrella sure. over Yeah, and they were like, someone's trying to break in and whatever. And I'm like, there's literally no way like you're on the top floor of a very secure building and that they couldn't just dive in from the roof. <laughs> like there's no way to get to their patio without going through their front door. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or scaling the side of the building for five stories. <laughs> And, and I was like, also, my patio umbrella blew over. Like, I'm sure it just blew over from the wind. And they were like, I need you to come over and check. And I was like, also, what the fuck am I going to do? Call the cop. <laughs> if you truly believe that someone's on your patio, call 911. Yeah, you don't need Not to be the middle me. man here. <laughs> no, and it was, like, it was like men. It was two brothers that were like, I believe they're 37. And they're twins and it's two brothers. And I was like, have some pride and don't call a 27 year old girl to come check your patio for you. Like I understand that we're all triggered and on edge from this sure. carjacking situation, yeah. but that doesn't transfer to your roof and your umbrella. It was the wind. <laughs> and even like you said, I mean, even if it wasn't that, what the call, fuck are you going to do about call it? Call 911 or can do about it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, like, I just had to, I've been, seeing a doctor, and so I've had to call him the office. And it just cracks me up when, you know, the first thing they say is, if this is an emergency, dial 911. Like, they Who's have to say that because somebody has done this before. Because someone was, uh, someone's apartment was on fire and they called their pediatrician <laughs> yeah. at some point. Like, why do we have to tell people this? <laughs> yeah, you know, I need an ambulance. Why are you calling us? <laughs> also, I've learned from this that people define emergency very differently yes please elaborate because i've told people before and it's in it's technically in all of our leases this company doesn't consider locking yourself out of your own apartment an emergency sure. and it technically doesn't require myself or our company to be responsible for letting you back in so it's a courtesy right um and so i've told people if it's within business hours, like you're welcome to text or call me and see if I'm near your building, if I could be near your building, if you could pick up a key from me, mm -hmm. I'm happy to do that because I've, everyone's been there. Yes. Everyone's had a total brain fart and locked themselves out. It happens. I didn't always used to be an apartment manager. So at one point I had a landlord in my Koreatown apartment and I locked myself out and I knocked on his door and I was like, I am so, 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 so sorry. I'm an idiot. Oh my God. I apologize. I'll run up, unlock it and run the key back to you. Don't move. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like totally took ownership of my own mistakes and was like, don't move. I got this. So sorry to bother you. Also, it was the middle of the day. <laughs> this bitch last week, I swear to God, 9 p.m. Am I awake? Yes, obviously. <laughs> am I at a show? Yes, I am at a show. And also, doesn't matter where I am, fuck off. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. Also, fine. Let's say 
you're just calling because what if I am home? What if you could come by and pick up the key? What if I answer? Whatever. And yeah. it works out and you apologize. Fine. I get it. Fine. <laughs> but she did not do that. She called me. She called me 19 times <sighs> within seven minutes. Is that scientifically possible? I, I guess. I, apparently. Because it happened. Guinness World Record. It was record. to the point where my phone was like not registering all the calls. And then it <laughs> popped up with like, it just said like 19 missed calls. You know what I mean? It was like ringing so much that I think she was like hanging up and redialing and hanging up and redialing. So I thought she was like having a stroke. Mm -hmm. So I answered because I was watching someone else's set and I feel my phone like on fire. And I was like, what the fuck? So I answered and she literally goes, I locked myself out of my apartment and it's really fucking hot and you need to come let me in right now. Okay. Well, that's just a colossal failure. And that's I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, oh, so... I go, oh, so because you, I, I said, because you made an error, I need to leave whatever I'm doing with my life and rush over to you. And she was like, I don't pay $2,100 a month to not have you or some maintenance guy come let me in right now. Oh, dear God. And I was like, I invite you to check the lease that you signed. And I also invite you to call Locksmith. Have a great night. Good. And I hung up. Good. And then, of course, she texted me, you're a rude ass bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, girl, miss your rent and see how fast you're evicted. Like, oh, my God. Bye. See how fast I delete all your emails. See, so this is I mean, it must be so hard to not be completely cynical. It's a thankless job. Yes. And I, it has hardened me. I'm sure it has, because you're only dealing with people when they need something. And in their world, it is the most important issue ever. Exactly. Like, nobody's just, I'm sure, maybe occasionally, maybe at Christmas, one sweet old lady is like, you do a great job. Here's totally. Some it's like once a year. Yeah. But other than that. <laughs> I do have like a couple favorite residents that are super thankful. And like, I had one resident send me like a thank you email because uh, at the North Hollywood building during the earthquakes, the water heater on, or the boiler slash water heater on the roof exploded so and it happened on a friday night of Ugh. course because Ugh. the earthquake happened right? on a friday night yep. so it was a whole fucking thing everyone was pissed of course i didn't cause the earthquake <laughs> and also i'm getting it fixed on a weekend the best <laughs> i humanly possibly can so most of the building was like blaming me and i was like okay yeah because i turned off the water for fucking fun because i'm having a great time fielding vicious phone calls I'm loving it. But one unit in that building sent me a thank you email that was like, surprise earthquake and boiler explosion. That's no match for you. You're the best. Thank you so much for all your help. Aww. And I was like, fucking thank you. Thank you. If you fucking need anything, you call me. Uh, how much longer can you deal with this? Are you at a breaking point? I think about that. <laughs> Every day, <laughs> every day, I'm like, one more month, one more year. Like, I had kind of a goal, like a monetary goal of like, once I save up this much money, yeah. it'll be enough to put like a down payment on a condo or a house or mm -hmm. something and just like peace out of this life. Because I can't, I feel like I can't quit 
and go back to paying rent. Right. Because that would just be like a sad, sad circle of mm -hmm. like, here we are back at square one. Like, I, so, and now it's been almost three years and it's certainly a lot. And also taking on the extra buildings was probably, it's just because they were like, do what you're already doing for a couple more buildings, but make like money on top of it mm -hmm. instead of just like compensating for your rent. Right. And I was like, so I'm already stressed. Just add like a little more, but I'll actually be getting like a check. So the P the person that I've been taking over the buildings from like each building has been like crying out for help essentially. So the first month is always like when the worst shit happens mm. because they were neglected before. So I get that. And I'm usually super empathetic to that. The job is just to not be lazy. Perhaps the owner should uh, work on the, the ad and have more, um, right. <laughs> have more what requirements. Yeah. yeah. What were the requirements? Competence? Speak English and have common sense. <laughs> But it's Maybe more like a little more. <laughs> have a really thick skin, be competent, be efficient, and not be lazy. Yeah. Also, no knowledge of how to YouTube things you don't know. <laughs> like, but because like I'll have, I just want to send YouTube links to other people sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it would obviously be the most passive aggressive thing of life. Right. With no other comment or anything, just, just the video. Like link. the video of oh, like how, to, how to, mm -hmm. because I got texted at like 7am yesterday. So on a Sunday from my neighbor that was like, uh, sorry to bother you on a Sunday morning, but my, his smoke detector kept beeping and I, and I, and I don't know how to turn it off. And I didn't say anything out of principle. And then like two hours later, he was like, oh, uh, the batteries were dying. I fixed it. And I sent a thumbs up. A thumbs up. That's that's a solid. That's reply. what it deserved. Yeah, because you're an adult human. There's one of two problems. There's smoke. Sniff the air. Is there smoke? No. Or the batteries are dying. You idiot. Or if you don't have batteries at the time and it's still happening, but you don't have batteries, take it off the wall. <laughs> yep. If you notice, we have two sitting right there. Yeah. Because in our place, because that's what was happening. Because it was happening. There's no fire and you just need to pick up some batteries. Yep. All good. Yeah. <laughs> and people have like messaged me at like three in the morning, like, my toilet's clogged. And it's like, then stop taking Jurassic shits <laughs> and wiping with like a cat sized <laughs> toilet paper also buy a plunger <laughs> or like the same <sighs> thing happens with kitchen sinks and that i understand i get that like food the garbage disposal stop working randomly like they're finicky sons of bitches and i hate that we even have to fix them because they're so annoying but we fix them because they break when they're old right However, if they break because we find literal, actual quarters, nickels, and dimes in them, <laughs> then guess who's paying for a new garbage disposal? <laughs> not me. Certainly not me. Who in their right mind puts change in their garbage disposal? So when that happened, and I assume that's not a hypothetical. No. Uh, What's that conversation like? <laughs> um, 
Um, so I used to be more like tiptoeing around it and sprinkles on top on things. Now I just send a bill. Right. Yeah. And it's you like, don't need an and it says like the re, cause it's like just a plumbing bill essentially. Yeah. And it says like the reason of, <laughs> it, it was like, uh, materials down disposal that should have never been disposed of or something like that. Copious coins. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on who it is, I'll explain. But at this point, I'm done wasting my breath explaining to people. Because if you ha- if you don't have enough logic to not do that, right. then you don't have enough logic to understand my conversation. Right. I feel like this is a potential sitcom of just other man- apartment managers who you just like get together and commiserate. If not, you should. I find totally somebody. was thinking about pitching that kind of like storage wars yeah. type, like confessional, whatever, like pseudo reality. I want to pitch it. My only like hesitancy is one, my boss finding out. Although they're old, again, not online, no portals. They're not on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. So I have been like venting on my Instagram. I do angergrams about my like all of this. <laughs> and so I've kind of just been like, fuck it. If they find out, they find out also fucking fire me question mark. I was going to say once again, we've established, we've established job security. Yes. But the other thing is I don't really have apartment manager friends. I don't know. Um, the other people that work in our company cause we never interact because they're in their buildings and like they're dealing with their shit. <laughs> and also they're nothing like me. Like they are like the older ladies or the crusty men. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I think I definitely feel in the minority that I'm just like this millennial that got stuck in this world where like millennials don't belong kind <laughs> yeah, of. Right. So I would love to do that. I just have to like work out whether there's other people in it. Right. Yeah. Or is it Cause right now adventures? I'm a one woman show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a one woman circus. Well, um, have you had to kick people out that you didn't necessarily want to, but they just hadn't paid or have there been, you know, you just like, you get a glimpse yeah. of people's lives. Maybe they have a family or something and it's just like, this is totally. a hard city to live in. Totally. So I'm curious. You know. So like for the people that are nice and have families and they're just like a little behind, essentially if they're not more than a month behind, I've let people pay late, but they have to pay a late fee. Right. So it's usually like 7% of the rent. And I just like kind of let them tell me like, okay, I'll pay on the 25th and I'll pay the late fee. So like if they're a month behind, I like we could legally push an eviction, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And just like let it let them catch up, like let it ride out. If it gets more than a month behind, it's like hard to justify. Like my boss is like, no, we need to get them out. But that's never happened with someone I've liked and they're just falling on tough times because like. People like that, I find, yeah, they fall on tough times, but they're resourceful and they're not dickheads and they don't blame the world for their problems. They just like make it, they figure it out after a few months and then they get back on track. Mm -hmm. The people that I have had to evict all have a similarity and that they think that they're fucking owed something, even on the way out. I literally had the first person that I evicted in the trashy Van Nuys, like sad, sad place. Um, She can't like she would like fucking scowl at me every time she saw me and she like knew she was getting evicted. And like, I get that because I'm, she's shooting the messenger and like, in her mind, I'm just like the, 
I'm the person like ruining her life essentially, even right. though I'm just the person posting a piece of paper on your door. Like I'm not paying the lawyer. I'm whatever. So whatever. Okay. Then she comes to me. She, there's like a 30 day thing basically saying if you're not out, like the cops are going to come like right. essentially. And she comes to me on the 30th day that she's supposed to be like out. And I'm like, if she's turning in her keys, like what's happening here? And she was like, Oh, I need three more days. And I was like, sweetheart, I don't make the law. Right. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I need three more days. And I was like, okay, well you can tell that to the cops. Right. And then she goes, also, when are you going to give me my security deposit? <laughs> And I was like, and I literally took, it took so much for me to not laugh in her face. I was like, you haven't paid for three months. Your security deposit has gone up in flames. Yes. We're keeping the security deposit as compensation for one of the three months. And you're lucky we're not suing you because technically you could, we could be going to small claims court and suing her for the two months of rent and the damage to the apartment because she painted it all black. Oh, God. So anyways, so I was like, We're, you're welcome that you're not in court as well for the other money, the $5,000 that you've racked up at this point. And she was like, oh, well, that's stupid. <laughs> and I was like, girl. Like, it is shocking to me that you've even made it this far in adulthood. <laughs> that must be the thought like, so Like, the chip on the people. shoulder of, yeah. like, how to act that way. So, uh, I guess ra wrapping up. Um, Sorry, I've babbled so much. <laughs> I told you there was a lot to unpack. Yeah, no, you did. Oh, it's perfectly fine. Uh, if anything, I think this has been an eye-opening experience for everyone to not be a dick be to your landlord. Be nicer to your landlord. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because there. I've heard a lot of horror stories from like my friends, and I've been in a situation when in my first apartment in LA where there was like bed bugs and they didn't do anything and I had to move out and like, like there's so many. There's definitely shitty landlords for right. sure. It's just know the difference and like don't be a dick if your landlord's actually like getting shit done. Exactly. I don't know. I've Mostly only had my residents stopping dickheads. Yes. <laughs> So if you're listening and you're a resident, fuck up. Do you have a horror story? Um, I just had the only good landlord I had was in North Carolina in Winston Salem. The most amazing, like she was an older woman named Treasure Faircloth. Of course she was. <laughs> just a good old southern of lady. Of course. Oh hi y'all! What can I do for you? And uh, it was me and uh, my three roommates in college. We somehow moved into like the suburbs. Okay. And so it was us college kids surrounded by it was the whole scenario was very silly. God bless North Carolina rent prices because I was paying oh I'm paying God. more now than I was for a four bedroom two story epic oh. house. Um, it's uh, so depressing. And it was basically, but it was basically like the Arrested Development house. Like yeah. it wasn't like it was the walls were super thin. It was you know, but that was the only anytime we had any issue. Oh sure, I'll send somebody over. But then every apartment since then, it's just like super sketchy. My first apartment out here was this guy named Hollis, who was like, you know, just coughing out death every time <gasps> we would interchange with him. And he lived in the building. He lived right. I had a bad run of like living above or below my landlord. Oh, which is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the, particularly when it is old, crusty people. Right. 
that are like, stop walking loud. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was exactly that. And he would um, somehow, he would walk around with no shirt or pants on. Uh, just boxers. He's, he's very, I mean, like, well, there's some sadness. I'm sure he's just a senile old man. But he would cut the grass. Like that? Like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was just, you know, I just moved to L.A. There was a couple times where, like, I like had, like, a... And he would do it towards the evening. So, like, I remember bringing a date home, you know. And, and like, being like... He's just like... Ah! <laughs> it's just like... Oh, uh, he's like, like Shutter Island vibes. Yes, very much so. Oh and then he'd God. say, she better not be spending the night. She's not paying rent. So that was also a thing oh, we had to deal with. my so God. So basically like... You're allowed to have a guest. Yes. I. I <laughs> so it felt like he was like my grandfather and I was in like... I was 16 sneaking a girl oh into my, my house. God. It was a nightmare. So um, how long did you even stay? I left after eight months. Uh, my friends stayed for a little while longer and then I moved... Uh, and moved in with, or uh, uh, below, an old Asian couple who was nice. But yeah, within like a week of living there, I had like four friends over. And it was like midnight and we got a bang on the door, you know, like yeah. threatening to kick us out. And my roommate who I moved in with had just flown home. And so I'd be like, oh, I don't, we might be, you know, getting kicked out. Um, they ended up being nice people, but, you know, it just... And then, yeah, every apartment wow. since, it's either been incompetence or just craziness. Yeah. There was one place that uh, I lived in, in Los Feliz, and the building was owned by Slash, among other people. And I was like, how Hollywood is this? That like, is so funny. Now, of course, he never came to collect right. the checks. It was some delightful Frenchman. Um, but then they sold the building to some guy who clearly just wanted to, like, gut it and resell it or something. You know, it was oh. one of these flip people that flip properties. So they wanted to get you out? So he paid us to leave. Whoa! And our lease had been up. So, like, we were on a month to month. And he paid us, like, $2,000 each to leave. And we got our security deposit back. That is so magical. Yeah, his name was, like, Frank Bayabito. <laughs> it was just. Oh, funny. my God. So, you know, that was the one good experience I had then, other than Treasure Because then you have Club. money to move, too. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, and I needed it to move into the. Anyway, so I guess now that I think about it, overall, it has been incompetence and yeah. gross, but there have been some positives along the way. Wow, so. in LA, getting paid to move. Right. Oh, I know. I was That's shocked. That's amazing. Yeah. I know. Oh. And I didn't even realize I was like negotiating with old Frank Bambino when I asked about the security deposit. And he was like, oof, you're a good negotiator. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm getting it. I just yeah. asked. Like, I wasn't even like security deposit or no. Oh, my um, God. So <laughs> anyway. That's really funny. Yeah, I know. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, and now, so you're okay here? Yeah, I mean, I was dealing with incompetence here. Again, it was the Asian woman who pretends she doesn't speak English. Uh, but apparently, everyone else realized she was incompetent because she's no longer running the building. And she was ooh. just gone. Like, we got a new knock on the door from somebody just to, like, in inspect the the um, uh, smoke detectors. And I was like, is Hannah still here? I haven't seen her in a while. And they were like, oh, no, no. No, she's gone. She's gone. Like, oh, terrific. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, that was just the situation where, you know, you file the... You know, you, you write out the work requests and then yeah. nothing happens and it just falls into the abyss. And she lived in the building, so I would knock on the door and just never like, hear Hi. anything. Again, in the middle of the day, I wasn't, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I need to start selectively speaking English. Yeah. Like just being pretending I'm like French or Swedish or something. Mm -hmm. Just being like, uh. 
So the last question would be, and I, I work freelance, so I have like several different clients I work with regularly. And so they'll text me sometimes out of the blue. And I'm not good at just stopping what I am doing and being like, now I have to do this because they told me to. Right. So I imagine, and I only do, that only happens with two people a collectively probably twice a week. So I can only imagine, how many people do you oversee and how many on a daily basis like texts and calls are you getting? It's honestly so crazy and thank god like as a person i'm a i'm a multitasker yeah i i'll show people sometimes like the amount of texts and calls i get between like it mostly all happens in the morning and then obviously like some stuff trails over to the afternoon but i also so i have five buildings i also bartend i do stand up and i have a podcast so like where i'm doing all of this every day Mm -hmm. and i'm booking like my stand-up shows and like I produce three shows, um, three, they're three shows, three times a month. Like, so it's a lot. And so I'm getting texts. So sometimes I'll get a text from my co-producer Holly and we'll be booking a show. Then I'll get a text from like five residents. Then I'll get texts from our two maintenance guys or a plumber or the locksmith. Then I'll get a call from my boss or a voicemail from the accountant being like someone's check bounced or whatever. And you need to like go collect the late fee or talk to them or let them know, or they wrote the check wrong. Then I'll be getting emails because we have vacancies listed. So I have to show vacancies. And then I'll be getting emails like, oh, we do want to apply for this like unit. And then I'll send their application to the office. But then I'll get contacted by the applications <laughs> office. And they'll be like, oh, well, they forgot to fill out this particular information. So you need to go get this information from them. So then I'm getting that information. And I'm dealing with so many different things. And because there's five buildings, there's so many more chances that there's always something so like every day there's always something so even if one building's quiet for a week this other building's popping off you know what i mean so there's not exactly so there's never really a day where there's not like a ton of people that need something immediately (laughs) and so yeah and then i'm trying to obviously focus on like i want to be doing comedy full-time and podcasting and stand-up but these other things are like a means to an end, but I still have to like pay attention to them. So I have honestly split my brain into like, I swear to God, like five different pieces. And I'm just like constantly on this level of like trying to make sure everything's set. Right. So, so it's a lot. (laughs) Um, and I'm not going to make you talk about how stressful the shit is anymore. Where can people (laughs) find you on social media and all your comedy and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear me rant more, (laughs) uh, on Instagram at Katie K comedy, um, all my, I do a lot of stories like on the story or IGTV where I have this kind of chronicled. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like on my page is where I post all my show dates. I have a lot of shows coming up. That's are super fun specifically laugh factory on september 17th hell yeah i'm excited for that's that that's great so yeah that's i'm mostly instagram based i do have a fan page on facebook also kdk comedy so okay yeah and awesome. my website is kdk comedy so don't forget it <laughs> <laughs> i'll never forget this conversation thank you and hopefully all of you don't either so yes. if there's one takeaway don't be an idiot and just think do I need to bother the landlord about this? Yes. Is it an emergency? <laughs> Should I call 911 instead? Look up the word emergency in a dictionary. Use Google. And think, does this really does apply? Does this qualify? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. And, thank you uh, for having me. Of course. I hope your day fun. is marginally not as stressful as 
usual. This felt like therapeutic. I'm glad. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that I did. Thanks again to Katie Kay for coming on. Make sure to check her out. Uh, Every day, I'm sure she has something to complain about, and rightfully so. Uh, That's all I've got for this week. So until next Wednesday, keep laughing.